the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. 40 years ago, radical leftists wrote, it should be remembered that you can threaten the enemy and you'll get away with it. You can insult and annoy him. But the one thing that is unforgivable and that is certain to get to him is to react and laugh at him. This causes irrational anger. Oh, now this tactic has been used for years. And when we complain about it, you know, maybe they've gone too far, you know. Uh, you know, like uh, taking pictures of, let's say, somebody standing there with a severed head of the president. You know, maybe that they say we're uptight and humorless. Yet, as we have seen, they cannot handle absolute any, any sarcasm, any comedy. They can handle zero of the same back into their face. They seem utterly incapable of laughing at themselves. Sasha Barrett Cohen can rib conservatives constantly and the leftists rejoice. But they are completely blind and silent about Cohen's wacky NPR character who perfectly encapsulates the hysteria of Trump derangement syndrome and whose own Twitter bio reads proud Democrat lecturer on gender studies at Reed College co-principal at Wildfields poly ed stay at home male mom. How come you haven't heard anything about that? Because they don't find that funny. The character's intro uh, is, uh, I'm Dr. Nira Kane uh, D'Anglioso, or whatever. I'm a cisgender, white, heterosexual male, for which I apologize. You don't hear anybody talking about that, do you? Another great example is CRTV's satirical vi- video of socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, this is Ali Beth Stuckley. Now, Allie used to work here at The Blaze, and she was trying to find her own kind of niche, her own thing for a long time. And when she started here, she started making satirical videos. Not all of them were satirical. Still, not all of them are satirical. But she just made one that went to a million views, I mean, within a day. Oh, my gosh. Well, the left is very upset. The video shows Ali using selectively edited comments from the Ocasio-Cortez disastrous PBS interview where she made anti-Semitic remarks and framing them in such a matter where she appears to be answering questions from Stucky. This is the oldest trick in the book, and especially when it's a very well-known interview. This interview has been everywhere. Everybody knows it because she was a moron. Well, I think the occupation is I. Well, I um, I'm not sure. I'm not an expert. So the segment interspliced questions from Stucky cleverly interspliced into selectively edited clips from Cortez's recent interview with PBS. We've all seen this done a bazillion times. And the left's immediate response, if you can believe it was outrage. Outrage. Shapiro said, intensely stupid. This is what Allie does. I've starred in them with her. You're exactly right. 
You're exactly right. Here's a short clip of what she did. Do you have any experience that qualifies you for this job? I was growing up during the, the Clinton era. Um, and then basically when I was in middle school, 9-11 happened. Do you have any knowledge whatsoever about how our political system works? Mm. Yikes. Does that make you a, a little bit nervous? Put socialism into your own words. Unprecedented concentration of wealth at the very top, tippy top of the 1%. Wow, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear you admit that. It, it sounds like what's going on in socialist Venezuela. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think about what's going on in Venezuela? Just an increasing crisis of humanitarian condition. And mm -hmm. to me, it would just be completely unacceptable if that happened on our shores. Okay, and now this is exactly what John Stewart and and everyone has done for a million years. Well, Cortez, who I can actually excuse because she's just using this to make money. Okay, she's just raising money on this. So she responded, Republicans are so scared of me that they're faking videos and presenting them as real on Facebook because they can't deal with the reality anymore. Okay, all right. So if she doesn't get the joke or, you know, maybe she does get it, but she's just trying to raise money. Let me go back to one major point. Why is it somehow fine for leftists to constantly make conservatives the butt of the joke and then instantly cry foul the moment the humor is reversed? Obviously, it's important for people to listen to criticism and have their beliefs challenged occasionally. But is it healthy for people to feel as though their worldview is inherently uh, off limits while the other side is made to feel like their point of view is somehow or another evil one side feels constantly under attack they just stop listening they stop engaging with the other side and as a result the divisions between left and right become more unshakable this is a really dangerous situation because ultimately we need one another Democracy cannot work without balance of liberalism and conservatism. And if two sides are unable to sit down together and have a laugh, let alone compromise and empathize and commit themselves to improvement, then we've got bigger problems than bias in comedy. And there's nothing funny about that. Well, maybe there is, but only if it's done really, really well. It's Wednesday, July 25th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, Stu, I would like to uh, announce, and I know I'm early, but the death <laughs> of the left. I think they are overplaying their hands. They are, they're, they're knocking themselves out uh, in ways they don't even understand. If you're going to declare the death of a political movement, Glenn, you're going to need to give us some supporting evidence. Because, I mean, I don't know, freaking out over a, 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 an interview where you edit together clips and to make it into something funny is only something that's been going on for at least as long as I've been alive. Yeah, I well. remember Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> doing it on Al TV every yeah. time he released an album. Well, but Ali's not known for doing that. Well, well unless you've been that, watching her. Yeah, first of all, unless you've been... 
Oh gosh, You're, this one's setting me off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Allie was on the show on our network. Yeah, she did videos not exactly like this, but very similar to this, in which mm-hmm. she'd like mock characters. This mm-hmm. is something that she does all the time. The Washington po- the Washington Post releases a story about this supposed controversy. And first of all, hold on just a second. Could I have the jingle, please? Okay. I, I think this deserves this story deserves. Addicted to outrage. Addicted to outrage. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. So here's the Washington Great Post. Great example of it. Yes. Because none of these people are actually outraged nope. by this. None nope. of them. They're just doing it for clicks and fun. This is what they, they, they describe the interview. They say, they say, but the video did not depict a real interview. Despite its caption, Ali grills congressional hopeful of progressive it girl. Uh, or and progressive it girl uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I'm glad, first of all, that the Washington Post has told us now for sure that uh, progressivism is synonymous with uh, socialist. Thank uh, you. I, I'm certainly fine. Thank with that. you for that. <laughs> uh, but this is this is Ali's caption here, mm-hmm. um, and a knowledge of government or lack thereof. In, uh, instead, used heavily edited footage from an interview of Ocasio Cortez. Now, first of all, the Ocasio Cortez interview on PBS. Has been a giant news story for a week. Yes. Everybody knew the footage. Everybody had seen the footage. Secondly, the backgrounds don't match. Where Ali's sitting, she has a white background, but it's a different background for where Ocasio-Cortez is sitting. Anybody who is looking at it would know immediately. Thirdly, uh, you don't you don't label satire satire. It's if you can no, help it, no, you try not to. No, and the reason for that is no. because uh, it, you give away the joke. Did now, you? Did you hang on just a second? Okay. Did you read the Washington Post? I am. I, that's where I'm getting this right, from. They yes. have to label it, and you know that every satire you have ever seen mm. is always labeled. Everything. The Colbert Report. What does it say before that show even started? Warning, satire approaching. Yes. So, That's true. I remember I that. mean, they always label satire. Yeah, you don't do that unless you have to. Beyond that, she actually did label it satire. Now, they're talking about when she updated the caption. They updated the caption to say this is satire. They actually you know, did it. But she put a winking emoji in the middle of her headline. Now, if you are conducting a serious interview with an up-and-coming congressional candidate do you put a winking emoji in your in the description of your interview no it was blatantly obvious what what it was listen to this though after an outcry the facebook page for stucky's show where the social media giant is given informal uh what is it imprint when i can never say that word uh given under the blue check mark right was updated to note that the video was satire and include a reference to the original pbs show but the fact that the video traveled so widely and for some apparently believably again, like they're not saying they believed it. They're saying for some apparently believably, what is their evidence for this? Who knows? They go on to uh, give you a couple of random people from Facebook to say, look, one person said they believed it. It's like it's Facebook. One person says everything. <laughs> one person is talking in gibberish right now. One person is has an entire page dedicated to pig Latin. Like I, it, one person believes everything. But like the the, the fact that the video traveled so widely, again, it has over a million had over a million views. The view, the video did very well, right? Looking at some of the previous videos from Ali, here's the one at the top of her page, which is a video entitled. Uh, here it is. Human dignity starts in the womb. Okay. That video has 3.15 million views. More than double the amount 
uh, that the Washington Post is talking about. When you go down to the previous video before that, it's Allie. Uh, let's see, which one was this? Allie sitting in her car with no <laughs> production value. <laughs> She's sitting in her car, and the the headline is "Christ-like confidence is greater than self-love." And she is. Uh, it's a three-minute video of her sitting in her car that has seven hundred and sixty-two thousand views. This is very much in the mainstream of where an Ali Stuckey video would perform, right? Well, she does well on the internet. And it's like, they sit here and they hammer her as if she uh, has never done anything like this before. Th- that's one of their arguments, because people will say, well, what about Jon Stewart? He's done this stuff. You know, Saturday Night Live's done this stuff. Every weird Ali Yankovic's done all these things. Well, Ali's not known for that. Well, first well, of all, she's, what, 25 years old? Yeah. She's a new media personality. And if you have been around her or following her, she used to she work She is here. known for she that. She is known for this. Yes. She's just not well known because she's at the beginning of her career. Right. Like, the fact that you don't know what she does doesn't mean that her millions of fans don't know it's that. Crazy. They do know it. That's why they're there. Right. You're just jumping into this <laughs> because you're trying to make up an outrage story that you don't actually have any foundation to. And the fact that they would all play along, because you're right, Ocasio-Cortez, you know, she's going to tweet about it because she wants to raise money and look like the victim so she can, you know, of course. But the fact that so many media members jump onto this and act as if they also can't tell whether this is real or not is is the big problem. Hold on just a second. I just, I have some breaking news here. Okay. On something that we have just discovered uh, that Donald Trump has uh, said and it is stunning, Stu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get into this next. Uh-oh. Uh, what is it? Well, oh, I don't. I'm very I, nervous. Well, you should be. Addicted to outrage. And you might even be outraged by it. Uh, we'll get into that next. It's. Oh, no. It has nothing to do with uh, Ali's video. This is the real deal. Okay? And... Uh, they just, You're going to be shocked. Oh, I, well, I can't wait to hear You're it gonna now. Be shocked. This is going to be important, okay. I'm sure. All right. Tiga Tawari, the the expert, our go-to expert on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, came out to declare that the bear market in cryptos is over. And he believes this is your last chance to get in before Bitcoin goes to $40,000. Now, he doesn't make money on Bitcoin or anything else. He is a, he's a guy who makes money for his advice, but he doesn't make money on Bitcoin. The timing for this special chalkboard show that we did with Tika last week was spot on. And you can watch the replay for free through tonight only. This is the last night for the replay. We went into uh, depth with, um, uh, with Tika on Bitcoin and discussed the reasons why cryptocurrencies are going to increase in value by the end of the year. He also names three cryptocurrencies. One of them is Bitcoin that he says are going to make tremendous gains by the end of the year. This guy has a really, really good track record. And I also want you to hear his reason behind it, because he's not making predictions. He's using science and uh, and and analysis to make his, you know, uh, prediction, if you will. Watch the replay for free now at BeckCryptoShow.com. That's BeckCryptoShow.com. Tika is also sharing the name of the currencies, and you have a chance of walking away with uh, your share of $2 million in Bitcoin. Watch the replay for free tonight, midnight Pacific only. You can watch it all day, anytime. It ends at midnight Pacific. Your last chance, BeckCryptoShow.com. It's free, BeckCryptoShow.com. 
Glenn Beck. Addicted to outrage. Holy cow. I am, I'm very, I'm very concerned. I'm really upset. I don't know if this is real or not. I just another, found this. Another Cohen tape? I just, no, no, no. This I just a- tweeted this. I just tweeted this. I don't know if the source is, is Ali Stuckey or uh, this seems highly edited, but I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like something the president would do. And it's not marked parody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So could you just play this, please, uh, sir? Huh? She was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I said, oh, my, what, what do you mean? I, I am the one. This is the president of the United States. Now, he should be taking time for the full production of this song. Yeah, the backgrounds, his tie, his positions, the microphone, and everything changes almost every word. But I'm not sure if... This is downright scary as hell. Everyone, please watch this video. It's revealing. How did this person get elected to be president of the United States? <laughs> the new face of the Republicans. <laughs> By the way, those are all the that's the evidence that people believe the Ali Stuckey video is the three comments I just read to you. <laughs> they one person said downright scary as hell. Another said, everyone, please watch this video. It's revealing. Now, do they have any evidence that those comments are real? Did they go through and, and find out for sure if the person really felt it was downright scary as hell? Or were they joking about the comment? Because that was how I would comment. Well, so on is a it marked parody? Is, is, there, marked is parody? there comment marked parody? Yes, that's that's what I think we need to know. If it wasn't marked parody, we don't know if it was parody. But we can assume it wasn't. And we must immediately go for the worst possible outcome. If it involves a Democrat. Did you hear this interview with Bruce Springsteen? No. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a bizarre interview, and it's downright scary as hell, Glenn. Listen really? to this. Okay. okay, well, let's get on with the questions. I hear you have a problem with your pants falling down on stage. What's wrong with them? They're pretty, they're pretty loose. <laughs> Say, a couple minutes ago, I saw you using a nutcracker to open a bottle of beer. How come? I don't know, you know, uh, it just seemed like a good opener, you know? Yeah. Okay, name as many numbers as you can between 7 and 12. 8, 9, 10, you know, 11. Bruce, say something incomprehensible. It's, yeah, it's, it's something like, it's my... You know, I always, I always, I probably took, took the whole thing... Okay, okay, that's enough. Well, now, uh, <laughs> okay, so there you go. Wow, wow, wow. Is, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Now, is this he seems, on drugs? It seems What's, old. It does seem old. It almost yeah. seems like it's from uh, Al TV. Al, on, Al TV. Which is when Weird Al Yankovic took over MTV every Who is this Weird Al Yankovic you speak He's a of. serious interviewer that never does parody. Glenn. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, it's very it's very controversial. Okay, so this is something brand new. Brand new, I'm sure. Right. And it seems like Bruce Springsteen, while looking much younger... Right. Must be on some sort of drugs. He's wow. obviously incoherent. Scary. scary. We could say that scary. we don't know for sure, but just based on this video, Bruce Springsteen may be close to an overdose. I'll say this. It's downright scary as hell, said it, me. It, it, said who? Said me. Said me. Okay. Everyone watch this video. It's revealing. It is revealing. How does this get person get to sell albums and go on stage? I have no idea. He's At least he knows how to count. At least we can we we, we know, know that we know he can count, <laughs> but it's very disturbing. I mean, again, it's it's this addicted to outrage moment where they're faking 
that they are upset about this. It's not real. They they are not upset about it. They knew it was parody from the beginning. It's not a real story, but they're doing it anyway, and that is a massive problem. Okay, a lot to discuss today, including the tapes from Cohn and Trump. Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Addicted to outrage. You know, since everything that's happened, i kind of been laying low. No, if you want to lay low, television is the best place to do that. <laughs> now, I want to give you a chance to clear up some things. You gave an interview with Billy Bush where you claimed that while you were at a gas station in Rio, a gun was put to your forehead and cocked and you were robbed. Now you're saying that didn't happen? That didn't happen, and that's why I over-exaggerated that part. That part? Okay, here's the thing. Uh, that part is really the whole part. Without a gun cocked at your forehead, it's really just a story about some guys urinating on a gas station. How could you get that so wrong? I was intoxicated. Okay, but on Sunday, when you told that story to Billy Bush, it was hours after the incident. I was still intoxicated. Okay. But then on Wednesday, you told Matt Lauer again that you were robbed. That was another three days later. I was very intoxicated. Okay, so this seems highly edited. I don't know if Ali Stuckey had anything to do with this, but this seems highly edit- edited here. It was uh, not Mark Satire, Glenn. It's not Mark Satire. I don't even know if it's so satire. I choose to believe it and say it's downright scary as hell. Right. Well, people should listen to this because I think it's quite revealing. Mm, it is. So anyway, um, we have Austin Peterson. He's a U.S. Senate candidate in Missouri. Uh, and his Senate race is um, happening, what, August? Are you there, Austin? Yeah, good morning, guys. Is uh, it August 7th. August 7th, okay. Uh, and you are, um, you're, you're, you're uh, I guess, fundraising with a raffle for a, uh, a, 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 a 3D printer that will print a gun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called a Ghost Gunner 2. It's a milling machine. It allows you to make an unserialized firearm. Every American has the right to manufacture at least one uh, firearm that doesn't contain a serial number. So uh, last week there was a court decision that made it so that it was legal for us to use our not only our Second Amendment rights, but our First Amendment rights to distribute machines like this. Um, and it's, it's a way for me to explain to people and show people that I am the strongest Second Amendment candidate in the whole country, and uh, it definitely got liberals, got the hair up on the back of their neck. They're uh, they're coming for me. I have (laughs) a feeling that no one could outdo the guy who is saying you can make a a gun without a serial number. Uh, It'd be hard to find somebody. Well, it's really important because the guy that I'm running against, the Republican, uh, who's sort of like the Mitch McConnell pick in this race. Yeah. You know, the, the first thing that he did when he announced he was running was come out in favor of gun control. Uh, actually, he's technically to the left of the Obama administration when it comes to firearms controls because he wants to use executive orders to ban firearms accessories, which even Obama said he didn't have the authority to do. Um, and, you know, w- we have some, some polls that show that if enough Republicans in Missouri know that Josh Hawley is weak on the Second Amendment, that we beat him. So I'm trying to get the message out, and what better way to do it than let people make their own ghost guns? So. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so Austin, I'm concerned though. I I, I saw a recent uh, press conference with one, the Honorable Charles Schumer, 
And he was very clear that this any idea of a 3D printed gun was very dangerous to our society. And you are oh, standing yeah. here saying the opposite. I don't understand. Yeah, well, Chuck Schumer is no friend of the Second Amendment. You know, he's a big fan of the the type of Diane Feinstein gun bills that came out in 2013, which coincidentally the Democrat I'm running against, Claire McCaskill, is a big supporter of. But we usually don't expect to see Republicans in red states like this one coming out in favor of gun control too. Uh, it almost seems like the Democrats want to take all of our guns, and some Republicans want to take our guns just a little bit. Um, I'm trying to stop playing defense on the second amendment i want to go on the offense i think we need to stop fighting over how many of our rights we're going to take away and turn the conversation towards how we can expand our second amendment rights that's what i'm fighting for and those are the principles i'll carry with me into the senate next year so the uh the raffle ticket how can you can you buy it over state lines and well, it's free, so it's basically just a giveaway. It's it, We couldn't do a raffle because uh, of the campaign finance law, so, uh, so okay. all you have to do is go to austinpeterson.com slash ghost underscore gunner, and you can register for free, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to win your own ghost gun machine. Right, okay. And, and, and I suppose you could make a donation there as well. You absolutely could. Um, and we've built a grassroots army. Uh, we're not funded by the establishment in D.C. Thousands of regular people, your listeners, have joined us. Forty bucks at a time, we've raised almost 600 grand. Um, it, you know what's interesting, Glenn, is that despite all the money and the endorsements that my Republican primary opponent has had, I'm the only Republican who's running against Claire McCaskill in the double digits. You know, Trump won this state by 19 points. And I'm the only Republican who beats her by 16 points if the election were held today. The guy that everybody's trying to pop, prop up in this race right now is either within the margin of error or he's losing to her, which is probably why they're so desperate. And they're kind of uh, they're doing a whole Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton thing here. Remember when they changed the rules to favor mm-hmm. Hillary? Mm-hmm. Well, the Republican Party is doing that here for me. I feel sometimes like the Republicans would rather lose with someone that they can control then win with someone like myself who they cannot control. Oh, I believe that. Absolutely. Um, so, so Austin, the, because if people don't know you, you're obviously a, a deep libertarian, um, but you're, you're not one of these uh, crazy libertarians that uh, is, somehow or another is also for universal health care and everything else. <laughs> No, no, I'm not a what is Aleppo, bake the cake libertarian. I'm a pro-life, pro-liberty, pro-constitutional, constitutional conservative. I mean, my, the, one of the main reasons why I'm running, Glenn, is because I want to give some backup to people like Rand Paul and Ted Cruz and Mike Lee. Those are the people that I want to join in the U.S. Senate next year. That's why I'm doing this, to not only represent the people of Missouri, but to represent the cause of liberty. And, you know, when you've got the Republican establishment doing everything they can to stop you and the Democratic establishment doing the same, you know you're probably on the right side of history. It's yeah. just a question of in two weeks, can we get enough votes on August 7th to beat the Mitch McConnell pick in this race, uh, which is why I am legally obligated to ask you, Glenn Beck, for your endorsement. Would you like to give me that today? <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, Austin, uh, no. Uh, no endorsements I've, from I've, I've, 
I've learned an important lesson. I know. You got, Never. You should be asking him. You got kicked around in 2016, Glenn, but yeah. I have to ask. Yeah. Don't ask, don't get. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But I think what Stu was just going to say is you should ask for me to hate you. Yeah, endorse the other guy. Right. Then you'd have a great chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of endorsements, well, Austin, yeah. I, I saw Donald Trump yesterday uh, appear mm-hmm. with your opponent in the primary, and he did not seem to be at all familiar with who he was. I, I have to be honest with you. He was kind of, <laughs> it doesn't seem like he actually has like deep knowledge of this race by any means, but he did no. seemingly endorse your, uh, your opponent. And we saw what happened in Georgia last night. I mean, that could be very powerful. How are you going to fight yeah, back against time. that? Yeah, well, the last time that the president interfered in a primary, Alabama elected a Democrat. Uh, the president of the United States and the vice president are doing everything they can to kind of prop up this guy here in Missouri because he hasn't been campaigning. He's really ticked off a lot of the grassroots with not just some of the policy positions that he's taken, but he just hasn't showed up to any of these events. And I think he has this sort of entitlement complex. And it's really strange because, you know, he's this kind of Ivy League Yale lawyer, but he kind of does this whole pretend populism thing like he's a MAGA Republican, but he's just so not. And I mean, if you really want to drain the swamp, if you really want to, you know, tick off Mitch McConnell and the Republican elites, there's only one vote in Missouri that's going to count that can actually win the primary and beat Claire McCaskill. That's Austin Peterson for U.S. Senate. So I think that the president of the United States probably hasn't done his, his research and vetted everybody in the Senate primary. He probably just had somebody point at Josh Hawley and said, he's the guy. And frankly, the president has better things to do than to worry about a Republican primary in Missouri. But he's probably called in, so God had some favors called in for him. And I mean, again, the question is, at the end of the day, are you an ABC voter? Anybody but Claire. If you want the strongest Republican Senate candidate, I'd beat her hands down. Not only do I beat her 16 points overall, but you know what was really exciting, guys, is I beat it by 41 points with young people. And if you want to restore and revitalize the Republican Party with true conservatives and true libertarians, I mean, I'm the best candidate who can do that here in Missouri. So I'm hoping people are going to come out for me on August 7th and pull a vote. Yeah, I, uh, I actually believe uh, that what you just said is, is true. Um, the country is moving in a different direction. And if the Republicans don't uh, don't hop on and, and, and understand the Democrats are the Democrats are moving towards socialism. Uh, and that is going to appeal to a, a younger group of people. The, if the Republicans just ple- keep playing the same game, uh, you're going to find yourself in the dustbin of history. You, you need to move towards a constitutional, uh, libertarian, but not necessarily a crazy libertarian, uh, you know, a libertarian constitutional kind of candidate, because that is what the, you know, the the millennials will vote for. And I can, yeah, they're I fixing agree. what they're fixing what we have put up with for so long. They won't put up with yeah. it. Absolutely. I know I am the sworn enemy of democratic socialism, of communism, of collectivism. I think that the Republican Party is at a crossroads right now, and that if we really want the future to be a limited government future, one that we can secure the blessings of prosperity for our posterity, uh, then I think a conservative and libertarian alliance is what we really need. And there are two of us Liberty Republicans who are running this year. Highly recommend you check out Senator Eric Brakey up in Maine, who's running against the horrible uh, Angus King. He's a great guy. Mm. 
And then, of course, here in Missouri, I, I think that there's probably no better state other than perhaps your own state of Texas that could have someone like myself who is a true constitutionalist, somebody who really wants to bridge the divide between left and right and say, you know, we, we have so many things in common as Americans. We need to let this partisanship come behind so that we can put our country first, put our constitution first, put our freedom first. And that's what's best for our children. They want to be free. They don't want to be saddled with student debt. They don't want to have to, you know, they don't even want to be in social security. They should be allowed to opt out when they're young people into the private marketplace. These kinds of solutions are what get young people excited, not democratic socialism. But if we don't put up good leaders, then I'm, I'm afraid that they may be swayed by the, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, the Bernie Sanders of the world. Because when you just offer free stuff, free stuff, free stuff, I mean, that's a powerful incentive for some people. But frankly, I prefer, you know, freedom is dangerous, Glenn. I think that's why people are afraid of it. Freedom is dangerous as hell, but frankly, I prefer it to the alternative. Austin Peterson running for U.S. Senate in uh, Missouri. Thanks for being on with us. And uh, uh, I just I think I have to go to the website and just put my name in so I could possibly win the uh, the ghost gunner. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, the guys. 3D printer. You can find Austin at austinpeterson.com, austinpeterson.com, or follow him at AP4, the number four, Liberty. So air pollution, the national in national parks is as bad as it is now in the top 20 major cities in the U.S. Wait a minute. What did you know last week, Stu, that we had a whole bunch of did did you notice? I don't know if you were here last week, uh, but there was uh, it it was like there was dirt in the sky. It was a really brownish kind of sky here. Did you notice that? No, it Mm. was the sands from the Sahara. What? Yeah, the sands of the Sahara Desert were blowing through Texas uh, last week. Isn't it crazy? That does sound crazy. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's apparently it happens from time to time, and it's it's how the Earth works. It's amazing. It actually tamps down hurricanes, the potential of hurricanes, whenever that happens. Hmm. I don't know exactly how, but anyway, so there's a lot of crap in the air that you just don't even know. Now, the reason why these parks uh, are so polluted is they're downwind of many air pollution sources, agriculture, industry, major highways, urban pollutants. So there is there is no way that you're going to get away from pollutants in the air. We have to take it back out. And here's how you do that. Go to filterby.com. Keep a fresh set of filters in your home's central air system. Filterby. We were just changing them in my office uh, yesterday. Holy cow, you will not, it, it, it still, you still don't want to see what was in the air. Filter by America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses with 600 sizes they ship for free within 24 hours. It's family owned and all filters made here in America. It's filter by filter com. filter com. Glenn Beck. By the way, this portion of the program brought to you by the lovely city of San Francisco. Poop Aroni on San Francisco streets. Yes, the makers of Poop Aroni now on San Francisco streets. Uh, they have, uh, we, we're going to get into a problem they're having there. Uh, now, apparently, it's very dangerous to, uh, uh, to ride the transit system there. I think they've had. <laughs> 
Is it slippery? What's the? No, it's just uh, you know, just being killed. You know, people killing people. Oh. In the system. So a little, a little murder. Well, a little, just a little bit of murder. A dash of murder. Dash of murder. Has that ever hurt anyone, though? I mean, when you well, think yeah, about it, the people it, who are murdered. Those people. Yeah, are, are right. an example. Those of would it. be citizens of San Francisco. What is going on there? I mean, that seems. What's going on there? Is it just progressivism it's in progressivism action? Progressivism in action. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, the poop thing is definitely progressivism in action, right? Like, not enforcing laws like that, you know, letting uh, homelessness become such an issue, mm-hmm. and, you know, basically inviting homeless people to come there and do these types of things in their city because they feel bad and they have to, you know, give away everybody's tax money is that one's clear. The murder thing. I guess maybe it's just blaming police for everything. Well, what's the reason for that? Well, let me. Uh, can I just back up mm. for a second? Do we really need to have a law that says don't poop on the street? I think you've answered your question with the fact that you made a jingle. No, I didn't. This is this. I, this is poop Aroni on San Francisco streets. That's that's <laughs> a real deal. Um, anyway, so <laughs> my question is. If we need laws to say that you can't poop on streets, you you're not going to get you. You have no place to go. You 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 have to have an authoritarian government. Well, no, you don't. I mean, I don't. uh, The large majority of people are not pooping on the streets. Right. I know. But when people do make those then you decisions. need to have a bunch of people that are saying, hey, 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 I'm going to cuff you or not cuff you or whatever. <laughs> it's a police force. I don't know that I would call it an authoritarian government. When people are pooping <laughs> on the streets, you can't rule yourself. Glenn Beck. Mercury. Glenn Beck. It's Wednesday, July 25th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I have a lot to talk about today. I, I want to talk to you about Elon Musk. Uh, there's something going on with the media and Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is, is behaving erratically. But I, I think I know what it is. And I want to, I want to take you through it. Uh, there was an, an incredible article um, that just tore him apart a couple of days ago. And I want to talk to you about that. Also, why socialism or how socialism kills countries. That's coming up in about an hour from now. Uh, We want to talk about the farm bill that the president has just pushed out and this tape that CNN has uh, has released last night. Now, let me ask you a couple of things. I have seen um, I have seen tapes come out and played on the news. I don't even know how many times a thousand times. 10,000 times I've, I've seen this happen over and over again throughout my lifetime. And all of the tapes have one thing in common. When you see them on television and you're listening to them, what is the one thing that every single tape that you've ever seen have in common? What is it, Stu? I mean, particularly if the audio quality is not easy to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you think of like the Mitt Romney 47% video. Do you remember uh-huh. seeing that? You can kind of picture that in your mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the uh, of the video, mm-hmm. you always see what the transcript as it goes. Okay. Have you word by word. Have you heard audio tapes that are in worse condition 
than this one. I mean, very rarely. It's 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 you know, there's been some, but they're mm-hmm. they're this is a pretty bad quality audio tape, right. at least at times. Right. But you've but somehow or another we have Oh yeah, you've seen worse and the, and the, the media has has declared what it said. Mm-hmm. Now, CNN decides to run this tape, and they are very clear on what it says. They think that it says Donald Trump said, pay in cash. And they challenge you to listen to it. But that's that's what their experts say. But they wouldn't commit to that. Otherwise, they would have put that transcript down. Mm-hmm. But they don't run a transcript on any of it. Okay. So last night, Lanny Davis comes on, and he is Cohen's attorney. Now, why would he hire Lanny Davis as an attorney? Because that seems to be a sign that he's turning on Trump. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's seemingly, at least that's what everyone's Mm -hmm. saying. So Lanny Davis gets on and says, you have to listen to the tape. Don't take my look. I'm a Democrat. Don't take my word for it. Listen to the tape. So I did. Over and over and over again. And I want you to listen to the tape. Now, you're going to hear in this part, they're talking about, um, uh, you know, they've got to they've got to take care of this thing and they've got to set up some sort of a, uh, a fund and pay into it. And the question is, and it's muffled, did Donald Trump say pay in cash or don't pay in cash? If he said don't pay in cash then it's consistent with what he said. Um, And uh, if he didn't, then (gasps) Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani are liars. Okay, now this is is where the media is. I'm going to take you beyond the media here in a second, but it's important first to establish this. What does he say here? And it was, it's preceded, um, uh, or, or you will hear right after, you will hear, uh, Cohen saying, no, 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 no. And the way he says it to me is like in agreement. No, 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 no. I know. I know. I know. Listen. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be. Listen. What financing? We'll have to pay you. So no, pay no, 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 no. I got. No, no, no. Play it again. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be. Listen. What financing? We'll stop. He said, stop, you. stop, stop. He said, uh, uh, financing, what financing? Well, we're going to have to make a payment somehow. Listen again now. Listen to the rest. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be. Listen, what financing? We'll have to pay you. So no, 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 no. I got no, no, no. What did he say? Now, it's hard to hear, but I, I listened to it with headphones on this morning. And I listen to it over and over and over again. And to me, it is really clear that he said, don't pay in cash. Could you do one more time? Yes. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be. Listen, what financing? We'll have to pay you. So no, 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 no. I got no, no, no. Stu? I feel like he says, don't pay with cash. Right. Now. There are ways to figure out exactly what he said. CNN decides to run with this. Why? Because they're absolutely convinced he says pay in cash. He does. He just says it after don't. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Now, maybe he does say pay in cash. I don't know. 
I, I'm not I can't, I haven't done forensics on this, but you can do forensics. Can you send this tape right away to Nick? Yeah, sure. Our audio guy. See if he can clean it up and mm-hmm. boost it and see if he can turn it around for us this morning. Okay. Because okay. I think when he's saying, he's saying essentially, don't pay it in cash. And then Cohen's saying, well, of course not. Yes. No, 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 no. Obviously, yeah, yeah. we're not going to pay it in cash. Right. That's exactly That's the way it that. sounds. If you would have said, you know, Glenn, you know, or let me use a, a real life example. My wife says to me, you're not wearing that outside, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. And then I go in and change, even though I had every intention of wearing that outside. Okay. Right, <laughs> so, so Cohen may have been considering paying in cash, but as soon as he hears Trump say, don't pay in cash. Right. He's, he's like, like, no, 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 of no, course no, not. Oh, no, obviously. Not. I got it. So, it's possible. Okay. So now the question is the media is making this into C. Donald Trump is lying to you about a payoff with a Playboy playmate that he had sex with. Is there anything new there, Stu? Is there anything new there? Anything that you didn't know was in the realm of wild possibilities, not just possible, highly probable if Donald Trump were elected president. Uh, no, I mean, we we all <laughs> right. kind of priced this one in. I think. Yeah, we all know. Oh, he wait a minute. Hold it just a second. Donald Trump likes the ladies. <laughs> Donald Trump likes big buxom blondes. I believe she's a brunette. I believe whatever. Um, uh, here's Donald Trump may have made it with a penthouse pet or a playmate. No way. There's not a lot of surprise coming out of that no, part of the story. There's I, not. Yeah. I mean, look. and and Donald Trump, who has this angel of an attorney, <laughs> they might pay people off to keep them quiet. Shut up. <laughs> no, it's not a surprise. Right. This is this is akin to coming out and saying now and expecting people to be surprised. Um. Did you know that uh, in New York, Donald Trump uh, kind of worked with the mob? I mean, he didn't kill anybody, but yeah, he he was working with the mob to get his buildings built and stuff. He'd do some payoffs from time to time with the mob. <gasps> get out of here. <laughs> the guy, you mean the guy who had the casino in Atlantic City? The guy, <laughs> that guy, the guy who can build buildings twice as fast as anyone else doesn't seem to be slowed down by anything in a city riddled with unions and mobsters shut up i mean there's no surprise there everybody has already baked this in okay and here's what the media is doing the media is missing the real question they just think that, see, we caught him. We caught him. He was lying. It's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a tough thing because, you know, Trump pretty clearly denied that he had any knowledge of this payoff. Yes. Right? I mean, yes. I, he, he did. Did, did you believe it at the time? I did not. Yes, neither did I, nor did anyone else. I don't care what Reverend Jeffries says. He didn't believe it either. 
Right. You know, I don't care what I don't care what any of these 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 pious religious belief. Well, no, he this happened a long time ago and he's changed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not to the average person with Donald Trump. It doesn't matter. I think it's all priced in. Right. right? I wish it did, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I think you can fairly say that if we had a Democrat on tape uh, who was talking about a payoff to a media source. Hey, now this is different. To purchase and hide a story. Yes. We would be a little upset about that. Yes. Uh, especially ding, what, ding, 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 ding. in the weeks leading up to an election. Ding, 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 ding. But again, you know, I do think that this is all at this point priced in. I, I, you know, you look at I, I, the other day I happened to be scrolling through some, you know, some of the nerdy stat sites that I look at. And one of them had posted uh, just a a graph of Donald Trump's approval rating since he took office. If that thing had moved more than four points in either direction since he the day he walked in, I would have been surprised. It's basically a straight line from left to right. Everybody does. Everybody it, has. Everyone has an opinion of Donald Trump. They know who he is and nobody's moving. Nobody yeah. is moving. Right. And I think, you know, look, you look at this and I think you can fairly say, you know, he's done a lot of really good things since he's been in office. If mm-hmm. you're if you're a Republican or a conservative, you probably like at least one, if not two of his Supreme Court justice picks. You like that the economy has been doing pretty well. You know, there are there are things that there are things to like, certainly like uh, ISIS and, uh, you know, is, is a big one. Uh, there's been a lot of positive things that have happened. And so you price in. Okay, well, I know he does some stuff that that used to make me uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to put up with it because Mm -hmm. there's some things that I really like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the decision that people are making on a day to day basis. I don't think this type of thing surprises this activity surprises anybody. I mean, look at the way Cohen was acting in the campaign. He was acting just like this and was caught on tape acting just like this during the campaign. With a story he didn't like about Trump during the campaign, screaming at reporters, threatening them with lawsuits. This is what his business was. Payoffs, threats, you know. Nobody's surprised by this. Nobody's surprised. And nobody should be surprised that Michael Cohen is America's worst attorney. The fact that he would go in there and record his own client in a sensitive conversation like that is absolutely inexcusable as the as an attorney he should never get another client luckily he's only had like one anyway okay so here's the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried yeah he if donald trump ever did anything he knows truly it. illegal certainly michael Cohen he knows, knows it. it he thinks that this is this this should give trump supporters some uh some hope i think this is the one that he releases now, you could make the case that he's holding back something really, really juicy. But if you just want this to go away, you, you release something. This, this is nothing. This is nothing. This is not going to change the polls either way. Yeah, I think everyone's going to take what they want out of it. Everybody's going to mm-hmm. say he said didn't or he did say yes, you got to pay in cash. It doesn't matter. So everybody hardens their position. And if this is the thing that they have, that is the smoking gun, this is this is Cohen saying, I got to get him on tape for this. Now, think about this. He's not the worst attorney. He is a he, he believes in self-preservation. 
if Donald Trump is a guy who can turn on you and destroy you and you're burying all of the bodies, you want to make sure that you have some insurance. I suppose that's true, although that's the exact opposite of what an attorney's supposed to do. An attorney's supposed to defend their client at personal risk, no matter what, whatever they have to do. They're supposed Correct. to say all sorts of things that they might not even believe. Yes. Uh, to defend their client and get their client the best possible defense. Recording the guy, a guy who, by the way, was weeks away from a presidential election. Mm-hmm. And storing that in your home, by the way, so if you get raided, they're going to find it, is, is the sign of the worst attorney of all oh, time. Oh, no, he's clearly the worst attorney okay. of all time. Okay, so he's let me, clearly. Let me, give me two other parts. First of all, there's supposedly only 12 tapes that they found. Mm-hmm. And this is the only one with Donald Trump's voice on it. So if you think there's something else coming from the tapes, there's nothing that doesn't seem to be anything, at least how it's been reported so far. This is as bad as it gets for Donald Trump, at least with his voice on a tape that we know of. I think that's kind of interesting. The second thing is, why is Cohen doing this? Cohen is either really flipped on Donald Trump after all these years. It's possible that he's flipped on him and he's decided, you know what? I've got no path left. Mm Self-preservation. And I'm going to go with a Democratic attorney, Mm -hmm. a Clinton-associated attorney, Mm -hmm. and go for this and try to make friends on the other side and Mm -hmm. hopefully get out of this. That Mm -hmm. could be his, his approach here. The other possible approach, in my mind, is that he's looking for signaling from the White House, that if something goes down and Cohen gets in trouble, he's going to get pardoned, right? He wants Trump to come out, kind of like he's done with with uh, the um, mm-hmm. with Flynn. Mm-hmm. He signaled this way a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. He certainly did it with the with the sheriff in um, in Arizona mm-hmm. um, that he wound up pardoning, mm-hmm. where he kind of comes out and says, "Look, uh, they came out. If they're coming after him with ridiculous uh, partisan attacks, and if if they're going to do that, well, then I'm going to have to pardon him." Mm-hmm. And if he would signal that, I think Cohen probably is going to be fine. Um, but he, he's signaling the opposite. He's saying what I'm saying about Michael Cohen, which is what kind of crap heap of attorney is going to come out and record his own client. So if he does have more, if anything on these 12 tapes is really bad and uh, and he gets into trouble, uh, Cohen will flip hard on Trump. But what would make anybody care see because the press the press has so discredited themselves if if the press would have come out and and talked about uh donald trump from the beginning and been fair maybe maybe things would be different but they haven't every step of the way they've been unfair i want to give you an example when we come back First, our sponsor this half hour is Mercury Real Estate. For most Americans, your home is the biggest investment that you are going to ever make. And that is why we built realestateagentsitrust.com. Working with the right agent makes a significant difference in the outcome of buying or selling your home. We have over a 1,000 agents all over America who are just like you. Their word is their bond. They're fans of the show. They share your sensibilities. It's really kind of like making a new friend. Our agents are fully vetted, handpicked for your team, for their knowledge, their skill and their track record so they're a friend yeah that's great i i would love to you know be friends with them. sell my house that's what we vet them for are they the right person to sell your house do they know what the market is where your house is thousands of families have already put real estate agents i trust.com to the test and you can find out the results yourself by going there now real estate agents i trust.com that's real estate agents i trust.com you know um 
the, the problem with the media is they do not understand the art of persuasion. Um, and they don't understand the art of persuasion uh, anymore because they haven't been challenged. See, back in the 1950s, when they were embedding messages in movies, et cetera, et cetera, um, they were doing those things intentionally because they had to persuade Americans to move. Now, the current crop of people, they, they've, they've never been challenged on any of these things. They're in the, they're in the mainstream of their culture. The media has never been challenged, really seriously challenged. They're all in lockstep. And so they don't understand the art of persuasion. They don't even think they have to make the case. They just say it, and it is. And people are supposed to fall in line. And when people don't fall in line, they, they don't understand it. And so they become more and more unfair and unreasonable, and they can't explain anything to anyone because they've lost that ability because they've never had to. So, if the media would have come out at the very beginning, for instance, let me take the collusion thing with Russia. They've been saying forever, collusion, collusion, collusion. Okay, when this story first broke, I was probably one of the first to say, well, yeah, I bet, I bet if they had, uh, you know, when they had those emails saying, hey, we got something on Hillary Clinton. And uh, Don Jr. writes back and says, hey, well, why don't you stop on by? We're very interested in that. Okay. When they had just that, I was like, absolutely. Absolutely, they colluded. Absolutely. However, that's not the way the scenario played out. But the media continued to say it did. Let me let me pick it up there next. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so we're talking about the Cohen tapes, and uh, do they even matter? And I contend no. And I contend that they don't matter for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, um, it, it to me, it sounds like he is saying, don't pay cash. Now, CNN says it sounds to them like he says, pay in cash. If if that's the best you got, where we're both hearing, and let's say we're both being honest, we're both hearing that, you got nothing. You got nothing. Okay? Um, Is it even that big of a deal, the, the format of the payment? No. The, the issue I don't would think be so. the payment, yeah, if you're this, worried about it, shows it at that, all. It show, they're trying to say that he's lying. No. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So... Let me show you why this does matter, but it won't matter, and it's the press who's at fault, okay? Like I said, you go into a drug dealer and you say, hey, I want to buy some crack. You can send him an email. I want to buy some crack. He says, come to my crack house. So you pull up. You have the money, and you walk in. And you feel spooked, and so you don't buy any crack. Or you say, hey, where's the crack you promised? And they say, well, I don't have any crack. And you say, what? I drove all the way down here for crack. I don't have any crack. Well, I was going to buy crack from you. Well, I don't have any crack to sell you. Damn it. You walk out. The, the feds could be recording you. It doesn't matter. You didn't buy crack, did you? That was your intent? You didn't buy crack. So 
They got nothing. They got nothing. That's just the way the law works. So they start with this collusion. No, it's not. Might have been. Hey, we've got some crack on Hillary Clinton. I like crack. Can you come to the office? Sure. Bring your crack. Okay. They get in the office. They don't have crack. You can talk about maybe they would have colluded, but they didn't. Okay. You got nothing. You got nothing. If the media would have come out and said just that, look, it, it looks like he wanted to collude, but they didn't in the end. Now, it could be because they didn't have any crack, but we also don't have any evidence while we were in the meeting that he said, hey, where's the crack? And even if he did say that, it's not collusion until they make a deal. So they, um, they didn't do that. Instead, they went after him with everything. Now, this whole, this whole Russia gate has been going on and going on and going on. They spent, I don't know, how many, how many hours, how many days, how many months now digesting this and, and regurgitating and eating it up again on television. Doing all they can to make sure you know everything Donald Trump does is bad. Now, let's just say they would have been good the whole time and said, you know, there's nothing, there's no collusion here. There is a problem with Russia, but there's no collusion here. Would he wanted to have colluded? Looks like it, but he didn't. So we got to move on. If they would have dealt with him like this in a reasonable way, maybe, maybe people would have cared when you come out with this tape, but not for the reason you are saying. The media is like, look, he's lying. It's Donald Trump. If his lips are moving, there's a pretty good shot. He's not saying what's uh, really happening. Okay. And that's a lot of times by his own design, his own defense. And people like that. We'll say, you know, yeah. this is him negotiating, right? Exactly he's he's right. making a, a harsh statement about X topic. He doesn't actually mean it. What they say this to us all the time about tariffs, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, no, he doesn't. He's not actually going to do these tariffs. That's not really what he wants to do. He's just negotiating with these other countries. Okay. So maybe he is. It's Donald Trump. You don't know. You cannot take what he says seriously. You have to take what he does seriously. All right. So they come to you and say, uh, look, uh, he's just he's here. He is on tape with his attorney trying to buy a story from a media outlet to suppress it. Now, that's different than I bought story Daniel Stormy Daniels uh, story. So she wouldn't share it to the press. That's different. That's a transaction between you and her, and that's her business. You might think it's shady, but yeah. it's, you know. But it's what's done, okay? Um, this, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with a, a, a candidate for anything, a president, candidate, vice president, senator, anyone, being able to go to the press and say, you have that story? Listen, don't run that story, and it'll give you X number of dollars. That's a problem for me. Yeah, and it's something that I don't think he did anything illegal nope. uh, here. Nope, nope. Um, nope. I, You know, I don't know. I can't say that I'm well-versed enough in campaign finance law to yeah, say that, that I don't know complete certainty. But, but I mean, I don't think he did anything illegal. Although, I think in the future, it may be something we want to at least consider making illegal. Can you? I mean, because we suck at this. We have no media sources. 
Can you imagine how a Democrat would be able to exploit this? And they probably have, right? Where a de- if a Democrat, if it was legal and, and acceptable for a presidential candidate a few weeks before the election to go to the New York Times and say, here's a million dollars, get this person's story, convince them you're going to run it, and then just bury it. I, I, that That is not something I would want Barack Obama to do or uh, you know Kamala Harris to do or any other Democrat in the future. And they're going to be a lot better at it than we are. Right. So here's <laughs> and, and see, but this is this is one reason why it doesn't matter. If he had gone to the Washington Post, let's, let's go. Let's be reasonable. He goes to Fox News. They have this story and they're like, I got this story. We're going to run. And he says, I got to give you a million dollars and uh, you make that disappear. Right. Oh, yeah. OK. Let's Fox News. This is the National Enquirer. Mm -hmm. Okay, they don't have any real uh, credibility credibility as it is. Mm -hmm. So going to the National Enquirer and saying, okay, I just don't want the headache. What is this going to cost? Yeah, uh, that's different than the New York Times. So there, there, there are levels of this. I still don't want somebody to be able to do it, but it's not against the law that I know of. uh, And it is shady. But it's Donald Trump negotiating with the National Enquirer. I mean, <laughs> what part uh, what part of that isn't shady? Yeah, I mean, look, we you know, this is again, I think priced in a lot of people are saying, well, how can this be a lie if the payment never happened? Well, first of all, we don't have record of it happening right now. We know the payment happened from the source they're talking about to the porn star or to uh, I don't know if this playboy count as a porn star. I don't know. But uh, the, she had the Playboy off? model. I think she did. Yeah. yeah I don't, okay. I, don't, yeah, I didn't yeah. see the photos of this yeah. particular um, person. But if you go and and if that payment, we know that part of the payment definitely happened. That's on record and has been already talked about and discussed widely. The payment from the media source to her, she uh, was paid and, and told that she was going to be able to uh, uh, run columns on mm-hmm. the site and everything else. So we know that part of it happened. We don't know for sure. Whether the payment happened from Cohen or from another organization to the media, uh, to this media source from some other direction. We know they talked about it. We know he said he had no awareness of it. And now he's on tape being very aware of it. So, I mean, it's it, we can all brush this off as nothing. And I think because there's probably nothing illegal here, that might very well be the right thing to do as far as the grand scheme of things. Though, let's just think about this for a moment. Do we want this precedent going forward? No. I think probably we should do something, nothing to do with Donald Trump. It's like well, what they did with um, with FDR, right? FDR had a, a, he ran fair and square, ran for multiple terms past two. He went for three, he went for four. And he probably would have kept running till the end of time. When he died, everyone said, okay, he did that fair and square. Let's set a new precedent going forward mm-hmm. that we don't want presidential candidates paying media sources to hide stories that really shouldn't be something that's that's allowed let me ask you this if hillary clinton would have done exactly the same thing and she were on tv saying it's a vast right-wing conspiracy and deny 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 but then tape came out and it showed her with uh i'm trying to think of a joke like the national Enquirer, the new york times and uh, it shows that it shows that she is uh, uh, she colluded with or or paid off somebody. Let's just say it was the, you know, the Daily News. Yeah. OK, let's say that. Fine. Not the New York Times, the Daily News, something that is like 
they they do a tabloidy type stunt like yeah, that, right? Right. Okay. So they she did a deal with that. We would be pretty outraged if it was I know Wall I Street be. Journal, Washington Post, New York Times. Then I'd really be upset. But if she was paying a journalist to hide a story that they had, I would have a problem with that. And not even that to go out and get right. Like he, they went out and got the story capture catch and and kill they call it he went they went out and got the story to kill it it wasn't like they were about to run it and they got a payment don't run it they went and they they went out and bought the story so they could kill it i mean you know or sell it uh, well no but they didn't yeah they i mean they got the story so that they would suppress it it could be i guess i mean sell it to donald trump right I guess yeah. that could be it. The point is, though, that this is not a good precedent. I think we could all agree that that's like, whether you good. think that he whether he did was illegal or not, whether you think that, well, we all knew this about Trump, whether you think, well, the payment wasn't officially that officially go through. Let's just say it didn't go through and there's nothing to talk about here in the future. We should probably do something to make sure that this isn't a normal occurrence. Mm-hmm. And if it's happened, because mm-hmm. if it's happened, if, if this comes out on Hillary Clinton tomorrow, that a week before the election. She paid the New York Daily News a bunch of money to hide a story. I'm going to be really outraged about that. Aren't you? Yeah, I will uh, be. I mean, I, I know I, I would will be. be. So the point here is that, you know, a lot of times and we have. You can't be unless you either stand against it right now and say, I'm, I'm outraged by this, but he it's not against the law. As far as I know. But yeah, as far as I know, it's not against the law. So if it's not against the law then he had every right to do it. Now, let's change that law so he or anybody else cannot do that because it is outrageous that you would um, you would stifle a story. You would buy a story from a media outlet to stifle it and to kill it. That's not cool. That's not a free press. The free press, I mean, I would be just as mad at the you know New York Times or Washington Post uh, if they had done a deal like this with with Hillary Clinton, I'd be equally as mad at them. Why isn't anybody throwing up, you know, the National Enquirer? Because they have no journalistic credibility. That's why. And that's really saying something in a <laughs> in a world where no one has any journalistic integrity. Uh, let me tell you about Goldline. Um, I was just reading a uh, story here about the housing prices that are uh, collapsing. Uh, also, the farm subsidies that are coming out. That, that's, that, this is bad. This is really bad. The farm subsidies? Wait a minute. We're paying our farmers because our trade policy is backfiring? That doesn't sound good. Anyway, things are, things are dicey. Now, not as dicey as they are in Venezuela yet. Venezuela apparently is going to have one million percent inflation by the end of the year. You imagine that one million dollar inflation price controls are being hurt because the government set in and said, "Okay, so you can't charge that much for flour because people have to eat. Well, now factories are stopping making flour because they can't afford to make it. Because of the price controls, and so it just is this vicious cycle. Goldline went to the um, Canadian Mint because um, if you're like me, I just don't trust that in my lifetime things are going to be stable like they even are now. 
That's why they made the Maple Flex Bar. The Maple Flex Bar is comprised of 19 individual bars that make up two ounces of silver. Now, you, you can carry it like a credit card. You can have it like a credit card. It's about that size. But then you can break it apart. Um, it's designed, uh, all of these, instead of coins, instead of silver coins, what they are is they are... They're like little squares. You count that as a workout when you break those bars? It is. I yeah. do. I count that as a workout. So. Yeah. You went to the gym today. Uh, yeah, I went to the gym today. I had breakfast. That heavy lifting of that fork was hard. And right. Then this, and then this, this breaking so. apart metal. Right. Anyway, so um, <laughs> each bar is legal tender. It's guaranteed for its weight and its purity by the Royal Canadian Mint. Then this is in case, you know, God forbid we ever go through anything like Venezuela. Um, you better have something that isn't tied to uh, paper. Maple Flex can be included in your uh, precious metals IRA during uh, due to the fineness, and it comes with all the features and benefits offered by by Goldline. Comes at a great price too. This is silver, so it's not like like gold. Um, and you keep them, you keep them with you. Call Goldline today. Find out all of the information on Maple Flex and so much more at eight six six Goldline one eight six six Goldline or Goldline dot com. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, uh, we have Andrew Clavin joining us. He is uh, going to be talking about uh, how socialism kills countries. Uh, and uh, he did a really great monologue on it yesterday. Andrew Clavin joins us in uh, just a few minutes. Also, we, we need to talk a little bit about the farm bill, uh, you know, talking about socialism. This is socialism, and it's caused by us. Now, I'd love to hear from farmers uh, because I, I would imagine that a lot of farmers are like, look, I'm going to give this a try for a while here. But, you know, because I'm hoping that what Donald Trump is doing is a negotiation tactic and this is going to either work or he's going to stop doing it soon. But we're now we're now offering billions of dollars in aid to buy all of the pork and beef and everything else that is that is sitting in a freezer someplace that nobody wants. And. Uh, Donald Trump suggested that maybe we buy all of that and and give it to food banks. Well, that's good, except that's our tax dollars. This that's that's socialism. And what you've done is you've 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 caused this by your quote negotiation tactics on trade. It's not good, and I'm hoping that uh, we don't go down this road very much further. Uh, but we'll talk about that and um, and also. Elon Musk. I have a reason, I think, why Elon Musk is uh, getting the 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 uh, the straight arm from uh, the people on the left in the media. Why are they shunning him? I'll tell you next. Glenn Beck. Man, if you if you listen at all to the mainstream media, you think the world is ending because of uh, fake news. And, and, and oh my gosh, it just couldn't get any worse. Well, actually, it is a lot worse in countries like India. Fake news and the danger it poses is not hyperbole because this is happening there in private messaging apps. Twenty four people have been killed by mob lynchings just in India this year's this year because of fake news that is being spread on things like WhatsApp. Now, private messaging app, WhatsApp, Telegram, WeChat, Line. What these are, these are um, these are apps where people can forward messages to their friends or groups. And there's no way to determine the origin of the message. 
and the messages are all uh, encrypted. So no one could read the message that isn't intended for them. So nobody nobody can monitor this. Even the employees of the apps can't access the messages. And now somebody has found a way to weaponize them. So in India, uh, there was a group of friends that were driving through a village. They paused to give chocolate to some children. Well, somebody had started a rumor on WhatsApp that the car full of, of people that were handing out candy were kidnappers. Well, they weren't. And when they stopped to hand out candy... Uh, a mob formed and overwhelmed the group of friends. And they killed one of them, a 32-year-old guy. And the brother of the guy said, look, I, I did everything I could. I was screaming at a stop, stop, stop. We're not kidnappers. And he said, my brother has been killed by fake news. In Brazil, fake message claiming that a yellow fever vaccine was, uh, was dangerous. That spread through WhatsApp. And so people did not go and take the mandatory vaccine that the government uh, was handing out. They had a uh, they had to go and and debunk that claim. But still, how many people in today's world, how many people are going to believe, you know, the government over an anonymous WhatsApp message? I mean, that's how crazy it is. WhatsApp was um, uh, developed by two libertarians, deep belief in privacy. The whole concept for the app revolved around not mining and storing information about people. In 2014, Facebook bought WhatsApp for $19 billion. Now, ironically, the privacy controls that made this and similar apps so appealing are the very things that people are now using to weaponize it and to spread fake news. Technology continues to improve and, and improve so many aspects of our life. And it's going to get harder and harder to, you know, you're never going to put it back in the bottle, nor should we try. But there's one thing it cannot improve on. That's what that's left to us. And that is our ability to restrain ourselves. Tell and recognize the truth. It's Wednesday, July 25th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Andrew Clavin is, uh, is a remarkable man. He's one of the smartest guys I've... I mean, he makes me feel just like a dumb as a box of rocks. You're around him, and he's, he's got an enormous vocabulary. He's really, really super smart uh, and uh, very well read uh, across, across everything. Uh, he's kind of a he's kind of a jack of all trades. He, he's a writer. He started in the 70s as a as a reporter. He worked for ABC Radio, writing news for them, et cetera, et cetera. And then he started writing novels and he won some awards and made you know a splash. And he's probably best known for Don't Say a Word, which was a Michael Douglas film eventually and True Crime, which was a Clint Eastwood film. He wrote those also Empire of Lies. Um, and he also wrote a Michael Caine movie and uh, a horror film. And now he is uh, in the belly of the beast in Hollywood. And he is just writing things uh, that tell the truth about things like socialism. Yesterday, he on his program did a, a great job explaining how socialism is killing countries all around the world. Welcome to the program, Andrew Clavin. Thanks, Glenn. It's great to be here. 
So uh, are you are you are you shocked at how quickly socialism has become totally cool? You know, it is a little shocking, but the funny thing about socialism is it's kind of diabolical. It takes about 70 years to suck a country dry when you institute socialism. If you look at the communist revolution to the fall of the Berlin Wall, just about a lifetime. You look at uh, the post-World War II Europe that went very socialist to today when Europe is essentially uh, being subsumed by uh, migration and by a loss of inner faith in themselves. Just in about a lifetime. So it's diabolical. Because the people who start the socialism and the people who see the society fall are not the same people, and they don't connect. They think, oh, it can't be the national health care that's turned us into from an empire into a backwater. That can't be right, because I've had national health care all my life. But that is, in fact, what it is. It's the socialism that is both the symptom of the, of the, the disease. Socialism comes in as a society has lost faith in itself. And it's also the cause of that disease getting worse. It sucks out. Uh, well, it's, it does so many things. But the two most important things that socialism does is the first thing is it institutes the logic of slavery. I'm a big believer that ideas expand to fulfill their own logic. So you start out by saying all men are created equal, meaning all white men, essentially. But that idea is going to expand to include everybody and women, too, eventually, because ideas expand. The basic idea of socialism is that your time that you put into your work that creates your money belongs to the state. Your life belongs to the state. It's exactly the same logic that a master says to his slave. He says to his slave, you do the work, but I'll get the profits because I'm superior to you. And that's what the state says to the people under socialism. So it essentially turns you into slaves. You wonder why in a a single generation, Nicaragua becomes a slave state. It goes from being a right-wing slave state to being a left-wing slave state. Venezuela is destroyed in a blink of an eye. And basically the, the juice of Europe the thing that made Europe the, the, uh, the greatest civilization on earth, the Europe of Shakespeare, the Europe of Mozart, the Europe of John Locke, that Europe is gone. You know, that Europe is just gone. And socialism has a lot to do with it. And the other thing, and, and to me, you know, sometimes people go a little nuts when I say this because they don't quite understand what I mean, but socialism is a materialist philosophy. In order to turn people into slaves, you've got to take their God away. You can't say to them, you know, God made you in his image. You are unique. You are cherished. You're loved. You have dignity because you're taking his rights away. What you're saying to him is everything you need is contained in a dollar bill and a a lunch bag. You know, I give you a dollar bill and a lunch bag. You're happy. You don't need meaning. You don't need, uh, you know, dignity. You just need your dollar. I give you enough money in a lunch bag and you let me make the decisions. Once you take God out of a civilization, you've, taken, you've literally taken the meaning out of a civilization. You've basically said that the only thing you are are physical beings. You live, you have pleasure, you have pain, and you die. And when you say that to people, the, the, the reason for all the stuff that we do, all the great stuff that we do, all the stuff that makes us a vibrant, a creative civilization like America, it's gone. It's gone. There's no reason to sit in your garage and starve for 14 years to invent some kind of new battery that'll store wind power. You know, you don't have to do that because it's, it, there's no meaning to it. And, and you watch socialist countries, and this happens to every single one of them. I, I always hear people when they tout socialism, they, they look at countries that aren't really socialist, but have very high taxes and a lot of social spending like Norway. 
And they say, ah, the, you know, the polls show everybody's happy in Norway. And you think, yeah, but everything they use was invented in a capitalist country. Are they using cell phones? Are they using cars? Are they, do they have an army that can protect them? Or do they depend on our army to keep invaders away? They're living in our garage. So they're happy in the same way the children are happy because they don't have to take care of anything. They don't have to make anything. It's a lot harder to be dad than it is to be, you know, the four-year-old kid. And I just think when we stop and just look at the internal logic of socialism and you see a a pretty girl like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you know, talking about it, you think like, wow, this sounds pretty good. But if you could live 140 years instead of 70 years and see what it does to a nation, you would understand that this is the wedge of a very, very dangerous and destructive philosophy. How how concerned were you when you heard Cortez say, you know, capitalism isn't going to be around forever. And all of these things that you say happened because of of the free market and and because of the Constitution and the Enlightenment. Uh, that's just natural man's natural evolution. They would have come up with this anyway. That's a wonderful philosophy. I mean, the, the, the kind of saving grace of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is, is that she's adult. You know? <laughs> but she's really, but she's not. She has two degrees. She has an economics <laughs> degree and foreign affairs degree. Glenn, you're making me lose my faith in higher education. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you had any. (laughs) Because the woman says we have low unemployment because everyone has two jobs. And I'm Uh, counting on my finger and I think, well, if we had one job, we'd still have the same unemployment numbers. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a very strange way of thinking. But yeah, I mean, that is what you have to tell yourself. Capitalism has reduced poverty around the world. You know, this world we live in, this world of wonders and, and wealth, where, you know, people, where people are living, even the poor are living in ways that the pharaohs couldn't have dreamed of, you know? If, you had, if, if the pharaoh who built the pyramids walked into a, a, a convenience store in our world, he'd be shocked. This world didn't drop out of the sky. This world was built by capitalism. And what, on what evidence you are saying that that is a, 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 an idea, sure, it's an idea that transformed the world for the better, but now we've evolved out of it. Uh, my question, I guess, is what's your evidence? What's, how do you know that the future is some perfect socialist world where we get to spend what capitalism created? I mean, where's the logic in that? If you spend what capitalism created, what's going to create more wealth? Andrew, uh, the president is uh, is debuting a farm bill, which we are uh, only having to spend twelve billion dollars on because of the trade bill. Uh, And we put trade barriers up, which is anti free market. And those trade barriers, people are retaliating. And now our farmers are really, really hurting. We have I don't even remember how many tons. What is it? Twelve million tons of of meat sitting in freezers that is going unsold and our farmers don't know what to do uh and i think a lot of them are sitting here going well okay well i I need the farm bill and i'm hoping that this is just a negotiation tactic and it's going to pay off soon but it's certainly not paying off now in fact it is now republican socialism is it not I, you know, I really worry about Trump on this. I, I tend to I tend to hold fire with Trump because I know a negotiation is a moving thing. Yes. And they're always attacking where Trump is standing at this moment when I know he is thinking down the line of where he's trying to get. But in this case, 
I don't get it, because if he is spending this money on the farmers, he said this himself, to buy himself some time so he can punish China for their undoubtedly bad practices, right? So he's punishing China with tariffs. Tariff, uh, China is responding with tariffs that are hurting the farmers, so he's paying off the farmers. But China knows he's just buying time, right? So China, why doesn't China just wait him out? Uh, why doesn't he think China won't just wait him out and get to the point where the tariffs are destroying us but not doing all that much to China? I don't understand what he's thinking here. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people who think Trump is playing three-dimensional chess all the time. And listen, sometimes he's had some great outcomes. So sometimes I think, well, maybe maybe they're right. I don't get it with this. And I especially, I know that this is the kind of thing that probably only bothers you and me in America, is tariffs are supposed to be done by Congress. You know, that's in the, actually in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And they keep handing this stuff off to the president. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, well, why, why do that? Why isn't Congress in charge of this like it says in the Constitution? Because they, they don't want to be holding the bag. They don't want to be holding the bag. And right. so they don't do anything about immigration. They don't do right. anything about tariffs. And, and so... Then they accuse Trump of being an authoritarian, and to Trump's credit, he keeps saying, no, pass a law, please, you know, legislate, you're the legislators. So, you know, this thing, this has been Trump's philosophy on trade forever. This is not a new thing. He's not just making it up. We're going to have to play it out because nobody's going to stop it. And, you know, I've got my fingers crossed that he's got an idea, idea you know, that's that's the best I can come up with at this moment, because I don't see the logic of it. If this is just a delaying tactic, why won't the Chinese just wait us out in the same way when Obama announced that he was going to pull out of Afghanistan? Why doesn't the Taliban just wait us out? So you know, he, how can have a trade war if we're going to surrender. I only have about a minute here, Andrew, but I'd love to get a, an opinion on you if you could in a minute. Um, the the. My fear is the economy goes to hell in a handbag and we are going to be looking for socialists. Um, If the economy stays good, we're going to be fine. But we will look for a handout from a socialist and they'll be glad to give it to us. Um, Do we do we weather a storm like a a, a very bad uh, 2008 or Great Depression somewhere in between? It's a very open question. I think your worries are really well-based. You know, I'm always pretty optimistic. I'm hoping that Trump will pull out if he sees the economy going south. But that is how exactly how communism spread. When you look at China, the corrupt government that the idealistic communists came in and replaced was less honest than the communists. And the same thing was true of the czars. That's how it gets in. It gets in when... when, Capitalism fails because of mismanagement by politicians. So your worries are completely well-founded. I, I just hope Trump, Trump is not a dumb guy, and I hope he pulls out if he sees that happening. Andrew Clavin, always good to talk to you, sir. Thank you so much. And my, uh, my best Thanks to your family. Um, I, I will tell you, Andrew Clavin is, is a remarkable guy. He is a guy who, when I saw him, uh, I don't know, about a year ago, um, we hadn't seen each other in years. And he said, Glenn, I, I have to tell you something. Uh, about 10 years ago, I said something to somebody and he said I was wrong. And I, I said it about you. And it was just a joke, but it, it, it just it never felt right. And I needed to apologize. And I said, I didn't even hear the joke, did I? <laughs> and he said, no. And I said, it was a joke. He said, yeah. And I said, relax, Andrew. This guy is such an honest and decent man. Um, honored to be able to uh, call him one of the circle of my friends. Uh, sponsor, this half hour is Casper. Middle of the night, you're tossing and turning. You're not sleeping. You're drenched. You're covered in sweat. Yay! 
You run the AC or the fan all night to try to keep cool, or you could get rid of that heat-trapping mattress and sleep as cool and comfortable as I do on my Casper mattress. All Casper mattresses use premium foams that relieve pressure and help align your body, but these are new foams. These are this is this was patented by Casper. So, you don't sweat. They're breathable. Thanks to the breathable material, you're guaranteed to sleep cool all summer long. And it's shipped for free in a box. Really, really small. Easy to get into the bedroom. And then you sleep on it for 100 nights. If you don't love it, they were, you, can, you can call them and they'll come and pick it up and return every penny. No questions asked. But you're going to have a great night's sleep. Try it yourself for 100 nights risk-free at Casper.com. Use the promo code BECK. And get $50 off the purchase of a select mattress at Casper.com. Promo code BECK. That's Casper.com. Promo code BECK. Terms and conditions to apply. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And, and if you miss any part of the show, you can get it at theblaze.com. You can also find our podcast uh, at iTunes. Make sure that you uh, uh, you subscribe and rate the show because it helps expose it to uh, new audiences so expose and rate the show also uh, new this week a new podcast from me uh it is the news and why it matters and it's uh, some of the best people in the building here uh and uh we we just talk about the news of the day and what it really actually means it's a brand new podcast you can uh, find it and it's uh, all kinds of scenes and extra about but an extra 20 or 30 minutes that's not seen on television and i think that's posted around 5 or 5:30 um eastern time so you can uh, you can grab that and please subscribe and rate it go to your itunes now and look for uh the uh, news and why it matters okay <sighs> I was a little disappointed. Um, I, I thought we were going to have the, uh, the the girl on uh, yesterday uh, from. Uh, you did. You remember the interview you did it uh, yesterday uh, on the show from the story from Refinery Twenty Nine, which was uh, this millennial in New York that was having to struggle on a you know twenty four hour uh, twenty five dollars uh, an hour job, uh, and uh, you know she she had to limit her trips to the Hamptons and <laughs> and her avocado toast. It was. Quite amazing. And then we get on TV. I'm told all day that we have her and uh, she bore a, a striking resemblance to you, Stu. Well, uh, I mean, I found her to be quite attractive. So I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> really? Um, really? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. she I, I don't know why she, she seemed Look, a little ditzy. I think she got her. I missed this part because I was looking away and then I look up and I, it looks like she was. <laughs> why were you looking away? Uh, well, uh, but it looked like she accidentally got uh, her gum in her hair. There was some gum in the hair yeah. by mistake yeah, uh, there yeah, by this so. particular guest. And we never marked it as satire. So everyone should assume it was 100% accurate. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, that would be misfortunate if that happened. Uh-huh. Uh, you can check that out at theblaze.com. Uh, Become a subscriber and join us every day. Welcome to the uh, program. I'm so very glad that you have uh, joined us. Uh, there's a there's kind of an internal debate here, and um, uh, it's about the Trump tapes. And Stu makes a really good case, and I want you to hear it here in a second. But Pat and I are both saying it doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. The, first of all, I didn't think. Did you did you think that he said? 
pay cash or don't pay in cash? I couldn't really tell. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm not really sure why that's such an incredible focus. Yeah, I think that's... Well, I think it's because he said, because Rudy Giuliani said uh, he didn't say pay in cash. Right, but what if he did or he didn't? He's just trying to hide it. Either way... Well, we, he, we, he was already trying to hide it. Either way, yeah, he said he didn't know anything about this in advance yeah. publicly. And he did know about it in advance. That's so he was obviously trying to hide it. Was he's trying to hide it from regulators? I guess would be the accusation because we know the payment happened from mm-hmm. the media source to her. That we know. So we just don't know whether there was a payment from Trump to the media source as well. But I mean, we know the payment actually occurred. And now it looks like it obviously did. And it doesn't look like right? there was a slush fund. Remember our our initial idea was that there was some sort of a slush fund. And he did open uh, a, a company with that purpose. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. He then closed it with no payment made. So the the belief hmm. is that the payment was actually never made. Oh, um, so they never paid Karen McDougal. No, they did pay McDougal. That payment came from they never paid the, the National, National Enquirer. Enquirer. Oh, right. The question okay. is, did they pay the National Enquirer? We know they thought they were planning to do it. We know they set up the company to do it, but the company apparently never paid the money uh, on record through that company to uh, to the National Enquirer. Now, is it possible that they decided later, you know what, let's do cash? It's possible. Or did they um, or did they decide, you know what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And maybe, maybe I mean, David is- Pecker was like, you know, guys, you don't need to give me $150,000. I'll just pay it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's a friend. I mean, he pro- that's not a, an incredible amount of money for David Pecker to just suck it up and, 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 and spend. Yeah, I there's, you know, again, this is Russian collusion. But w- even if it was illegal to pay the cash or whatever, uh, does it matter? Because they didn't that we know of. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. And nobody's going to care. No Trump supporter is going to care about this. They already don't. No, they you know, what? don't care. That's and I think it's because a we've already baked it in. We've already baked it in. Yeah. Pat, how surprised are you that he slept with a Playboy model after he was married to a uh, uh, to another supermodel? <laughs> well, look, I, I wasn't electing a pastor in chief. So, yeah. um, right. It didn't, no, I didn't uh, care. Right. No, I no, didn't no, care. No, no. Hang on. But be, but, but, but be sincere. This is one of the things. Yeah, that I, we already, said. I already knew he we already knew we before knew. the election that we, he did. Right. Uh, we said uh, before that. the election this. Listen to him on Howard Stern. That's who he is. Yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. And so nobody is surprised by this. Mm-hmm. When you look at when you look at Cohen, did anybody think he was a clean attorney? No, no. I thought he was a mob attorney. Well, we heard him he was, ranting and raving. Yeah. Against, uh, right. who was that that he was threatening? Some Daily media Beast. source. Daily Beast. Daily Beast. Guy, reporter, yeah. So, you know, when you know who he is, you're like, okay, whoa, whoa. He was going to set up a dummy corporation to pay the National Enquirer. <laughs> Nobody cares. And it's not they like don't. you're paying off Fox. You're paying off the National Enquirer. Yeah. Now, all of that, all of that, Stu's point has been all day. If we found out that Barack Obama had paid off. No, let's let's use them because Barack Obama is not believable. Bill Clinton is the Democratic version of Donald Trump in when it comes to his love life. Okay, (laughs) sure. Right. Mm -hmm. So would anybody have been surprised that Bill Clinton was making it with a supermodel or a Playboy model or or a porn star? No, I wouldn't be, you know, be an upgrade. Uh, anyway, uh, so, so, uh, uh, Bill Clinton, if, if he would have, if this story would have come out, Bill Clinton pays national Enquirer 
to silence Playboy model who says she had an illicit affair with him, would we care? Yeah, we would have. Of course. Yes. Of, of, of course, course we would have. We would have. Of course we, we would have. I mean, we would have and we did care about all of his yes. scandals. Yeah. You, The three of us cared about the Trump scandals, too. And that's why none of us voted for him. We did care. I do care. Uh, but but the people who really support him strongly, I don't think they do now. And that's because I, that's the problem, my, I think. My appeal here, I think, is because I think, you, you know, it's true. I, I always say this to people on the left when they're like, they'll say, you, they'll, there'll be a column and be like, uh, oh, you know, I mean, we need to do something about all these white people. And, and they are so geared to be reflexively calling everything racism. You have to ask them, okay, just change the, the, the letter or the word from white to black. And then you can say, would you feel that that was racist? And if you sort of say, well, look at the, the problem here is all these black people, clearly it would be racist. But they feel mm-hmm. like they could say the problem is all the white people and it's not racist. Well, that's an easy test. And for us, the same thing is you should, cha- we should change it to whether it's Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or whoever it is. Clearly, we would be upset about this. And, and mm-hmm. I appeal not, not to look back at Donald Trump because you can do that easily. And you might say, well, I like Donald Trump. Been doing a lot of good things. Just think of this going forward. Do we want this precedent going forward? Forget Donald Trump. Forget Bill Clinton. Forget Barack Obama. Do we want this 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 precedent to be worse. acceptable? Because we don't have the media sources. They've got all the good ones. Mm-hmm. They, they can do this a lot better than we can do this. Paying off media sources to do favors for them is not a precedent that I necessarily want to continue. Mm-hmm. They already get favorable treatment. But, you know, I mean, you, you know, National Enquirer, what do you want to say, Us Weekly? If, if there was a scandal with the next presidential candidate who's a guy, Eric Holder, runs no, no, for president. I mean, let's and use Gary Hart. His- Gary Hart, it was the National Enquirer, wasn't it? The, the, the mm-hmm. Gary Hart? It was. So it was the National Enquirer that got Gary Hart. But that changed the John course Edwards of too. history. John Edwards, Edwards, too. Like, yeah. if Edwards had paid several hundred thousand dollars to the National Enquirer, so that, and so they not only didn't run the story, but they actually went out to, to get the story so they could hide it. Like, actually overtly went out to get the story, pay the person, and then hide it intentionally. We would have been really upset, and rightfully so. It's okay to be upset about these things. And still say that, you know what, I like a, okay, so, you know, so Neil now, Gorsuch. It's still all okay. So now, mm-hmm. here's, here is the one difference. Because I, I agree with you. Um, but there's, there's two things that come to mind. One... John Edwards was, you know, talking about himself like he was just a, you know, a good guy and a great saint and everything else. Nobody believes that about people believe that about John Edwards. Mm-hmm. People thought he was a good guy, a good look at him with his wife and he's wonderful and blah, 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 blah. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Nobody looks at him like he's faithful to Melania. I mean, well, I, don't I think feel it's true. I mean, I think a lot of his supporters do look at him that way. Um, and well, at least, at least they, outwardly they are, say they are. They are, they are. they are intentionally blind. And they have bl- intentionally blinded themselves. I don't think there's anybody who thinks that. I mean, look, anybody who writes about his marriage. While I was walking down the aisle, I looked at Melania and thought, I'm already bored with this. Yeah. What am I <laughs> doing? That's a, and you, and you, he said he, oh, he man. that was in his prenup thing, wasn't it? Remember, we, we played the audio man. of that. Yeah. Uh, his pre, he you know, was like, I, you have to have a prenup because I know my, my, my marriage to Melania will eventually end. Yes. So, I mean, it's just who he is. It's just who he yeah, is. It's not a surprise. Now. 
the media part of that is a little bit i mean look again he the things his private life with who he's sleeping with is something for him and melania to sort out right the fact that he's telling us that he didn't do it uh is of mild interest like he should he shouldn't be lying to us about these things just like any president should be lying but the idea that a president or a presidential candidate a few weeks before the election have has a potentially damaging story that he mm-hmm. takes money and gives to a media organization so that they capture the story and make sure the voters don't know about it. I don't see how you don't think that that's at least I do. a real problem. I do. I, I found like the guy a or not. I found it a problem when the L.A. Times hit it about Obama. Yeah, that's a great yeah, uh, and, and when the uh, when when the the photographer hit the, hid the picture of. Uh, of Louis Farrakhan and Obama together. And that was all done without payment. Yeah. yeah. And right? that's yeah. why this isn't about Donald Trump. No. No, it's not. It's about the American people. And, and, about and what we've the come to accept press. now. Yeah. And the press, about the press. And the American people. I mean, to me, it's any, more about the right than it is anything else. Anybody who How comes, we've changed. Anybody who comes to me and says, hey, I will buy that from you. No. No. You're not buying that from me. Friend or foe. I either find it worth running or not. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. either I find it to be true and worthy of running or not. Of course. Of course. You if you're, you, I mean, you're, I mean the, the National Enquirer is a terrible media organization, but you're a terrible media organization if you're not making decisions based on that. Right. And you know, maybe like, that's why, maybe they, we don't know, but maybe that's why there's no record of the payment. Maybe they were like, I mean, we may be the National Enquirer, but... I mean, we're not whores. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I mean, Pat, wait, wait, wait. wait. There's, there's mm-hmm. one more thing on this. Oh, sure, yeah. And this is the real question. Stu, Pat, the three of us, we all feel the same way about Donald Trump. We've always felt about Donald Trump as a person. Mm-hmm. His policies, I like some of them. I don't like some of them. They're better than I expected, though. A lot better than I expected. And not like, not like by a little bit. I mean... Yards no, and yards and yards mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, but we still feel the same way. I still think he's bad for civilization as we know it. You know, you mean as far as like civil politics, not civil, not civilization necessarily. Like uh, uh, for, the, for the civil part of civilization, right? Yes, that, you know, I, yeah. our society. Okay, sure. being civil to one another. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not all him. That's and, us and mm-hmm. everybody else. We're all in on that. Lots of people okay, involved yeah. in that problem. But the one thing that has crossed my mind over and over and over again is um, live in the world as it is. Deal with the world as it is, not the world as you wish it to be. It's be in the world, not of the world. So I can sit here and go, okay, well, I don't agree with this. I don't like his behavior. I think he's bad for society, and I say those things. However, that's me. That's not the world I live in. The world I'm living in doesn't want to hear any of that. Well, okay, well, I'll attempt to say that from time to time to remind people this isn't good. (laughs) But neither is the other option that we have on the other side that is postmodernism that's tearing us apart as well. Mm -hmm. And... This guy has done some good things. That's me living in the world as it is without, I think, compromise. Is that accurate? I think so. I think so. And yeah. it's what we said at the beginning when he was elected. We're going to give him a chance. Yeah, he's the president. We're going to call balls and strikes as we see him. Yeah. 
and and I'm not going to call a, a strike a ball uh, and a ball a strike. I'm not going to do it. I'm, if I see it on the outside corner and it, it's over the plate, I'm going to call it a strike. And, and we, I think we've been pretty consistent in doing that, yeah. haven't we? I, I I've tried. We've tried. we've tried. I don't know any other way to do it because I, you know, I, I don't just, either. And, but it, 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 I just don't. You know, we can't. This world currently makes us feel like you're a sellout one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You're a traitor one way or the other, no matter what you say. No, I'm just dealing with the world as it is and trying to hold on to my own personal belief. But the rest of the world isn't going along with my personal belief. That's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I'll continue to live what I live and believe what I believe. But I will deal with the analysis of the world as it is. That's one thing the media just cannot do. No. All right, let me tell you about the Simply Safe. Yes, Stu. I was just going to say Pat Gray appears on the news and why it matters. And you may know that, of course, from its uh, very high uh, podcast position on the uh, iTunes charts. Uh, the number 12 podcast wow. uh, in uh, news and politics in America. Let's make it number um, one by the end of the week. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And also on Pat Gray Unleashed as well. Yes. Uh, both available on iTunes. And please uh, subscribe and rate it. Give it a five-star rating and it helps them move up so they could be exposed to a bigger audience. Only day three on the News and Why It Matters on podcasts. So. All right. Simply Safe. Simply Safe is going to give you the best bang for your buck, and it is high quality every step of the way. Their alarm system is 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 different in the first place because they didn't set out to make money. They set out to make something for friends. They started to make something that would protect their friends who couldn't you know, sign on to a uh, an alarm company because they were all in college and all of their houses were being robbed. And so this guy, who's an amazing inventor, decided, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to make this for you guys and, and you just pay for the, the parts. Well, they did. And then it became popular there by Harvard. And he started selling. He's like, I think this is a business. And it became simply safe. Now, it is still top of the line, but there's no strings and there are no wires but it's simply the best. SimplySafeBeck.com. 24-7 monitoring with police and fire dispatch is only $15 a month. It is the best around-the-clock protection that you can find and the best system on the market. It is SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now and get 10% off your Simply Safe home security system that you own. SimplySafeBeck.com. Glenn Beck. Wildfires in California, they're forcing Yosemite uh, to close. Are sequoias at Yosemite, do you know? They are, it looks like it, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if they are. Look up if they're fire retardant. These giant sequoias out by San Francisco, these trees are amazing. They're some of the oldest living things on Earth, uh, and they're gigantic. And the reason why they're so old is because their sap is actually fire resistant. And so they, they, you don't burn the giant sequoias, which is an amazing feature uh, for, for a, you know, obviously for a forest. Are, are the redwoods this way? I've never seen the redwoods. Are they fire resistant too? Oh, good. Thank God. Um, we pray for the people in California. We, we pray for uh, the land of uh, California uh, that these wildfires can 
get under control. Um, and we kind of also pray that maybe some of the leaders in California get under control and, and uh, start to see the light um, before the whole place burns down, metaphorically and literally. Glenn Beck, Mercury. 